Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 6000. These two are seriously going to spoil more of Picard? Skip to 2 minutes and 25 seconds if you want to miss their hot takes. Have a nice flight. podcast uh, whatever my name is Aaron <laughs> with me as always after <laughs> great start welcome to piloting the pilots the podcast my name is Aaron with me as always is Cameron how are you doing today honey and LaForge's daughter <laughs> is on the bridge too that means the majority of the cast on the bridge are there from nepotism. Even mm. Seven of Nine, who gets her position from Tuvok, this her friend and co-worker. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> that really bugged me. <laughs> I was thinking about it later. I'm like, Now, let's everybody. talk about someone who doesn't use nepotism, Beckett Mariner from Lower Decks. Now, I will go on record. I think Lower <laughs> Decks is the best Star Trek show going on right now. For sure. Her father mm-hmm. is an admiral. Mm-hmm. Her mother... Mm-hmm is a captain. Mm-hmm. She uses neither of their last names. Right. And she insists on being lower decks mm-hmm. so she can find her own way. Exactly. She's awesome. Just saying. Just saying. No nepotism involved here. Uh, well, I, I, so, fuck the new crew? Just fuck them all. I would be so pissed if I was anybody on that crew and yeah. being like, well, I guess I wish I were LaForge's daughter. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if I had named parents? Oh, but she's good on her own. It's like, yeah, but how'd she get there? Yeah, exactly. So exactly. Just saying, I I honestly they didn't earn their way up here. I honestly, I honestly don't understand how more people aren't annoyed by that. Uh, because they like worshiping billionaires. <laughs> no, but I mean, like everybody seems to really like Picard season three. I think we're the only two who think it's dumb, <laughs> <laughs> and I. I don't understand why people are just so easily to just brush all these yeah. things aside and they're just like, I'd love to see Worf back again. It made me cry to see Data. <laughs> Data's been dead like 10 times over. I think it takes away from his sacrifice. It does. To bring him back. It does. It like, they already ended these stories. Yeah. Stop ending it with them constantly playing poker. <laughs> anyway, I've been sitting on that for a week, guys. I could have gone another hour and a half about... Picard, how are you doing today? I'm fine. I'm eager to watch um, more Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. I mean, wow, this past episode. Wow! Like, Every episode the previous gets episodes, better and better. The previous <laughs> episode experiments were kind of boring. There'd just be one. We're yeah. just digging out a trench. We're going to see where this water goes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of boring. But recently, in recent episodes, it's just been experiment after experiment after experiment with tons of weird shit happening constantly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. It's really fun to watch science being discovered. I can't, I can't wait until they find out that whatever's happening there is just something really boring and stupid. Oh, yeah. Like it's like some sort of... <laughs> random earth flare like a solar flare except it's an earth flare yeah. of some and, kind it comes like up the sh- from the core the show's gonna end with some like 
in its circles like a really cool discovery, yeah. but like for the average person, it's like I don't care about uh, that. That makes no <laughs> difference to me. It's sort of like people figuring out ball lightning is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. <laughs> So, but that's what I, I, I'm really having a good time watching this discovery happen. And well, that's like the only show we've got going on right now, too. That's true. You know, mm-hmm. just watching Skinwalker Ranch because everything's, yeah. everything's over for now. This is true. Everything's over until they get the AI-generated movies out. <laughs> Barf. Barf. I was, I was saying this like last night. I feel like the way, because you and I were watching... Lower Decks last night. Mm-hmm. And one of the commercials that came on was for like a J- AI... Grammarly Go. Yeah. Well, I wasn't even going to dignify them. I am giving them a name. Okay. But no they're... hiding in the shadows for these assholes. <laughs> no skulking in the We're shadows. We're pulling you out into the light, you bitch. But here's my... It's a, from what I gather from the commercial, it's basically an AI personal assistant. Mm-hmm. But it's not just like, hey, schedule my day. No. Which will be fine. I, I mean, like... Correct my uh, wording here on this email. Yeah, it's... Make it more diplomatic. And I cannot think of anything more pathetic Mm -hmm. than people using AI to, like, guide every facet of their lives. Yeah. It's mind-blowing to me how easily people have just rolled over for this. And it's like, I'm going to... Like, what is life? What is life? (laughs) (laughs) If I'm just going to have... Ask Jeeves, tell me how <laughs> to like pick up people out of bar or something. You know, it's so it's weak. ridiculous. This is it's stupid. Sad. You might as well just let the AI just matchmake you anyway. And it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work either because even if you say like a matchmaking or whatever, yeah. things are gonna become so homogenized Ugh. that the person who's standing on the outside is gonna be the person who stands out because they're the oh, ones they're gonna who... be burned at the stake. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it goes either way. Either you conform. Yeah, and mo- or... a lot of people are conformists because that the it's whole sim- point it's... of a herd mentality is to fit into the crowd. It simplifies And unfortunately, life. that's what we all humans are. We are always trying to fit in somewhere. You're right. And so when you have a way to easily conform, yes. then you're just going to go with that. Well, it's kind of like you and I were talking about <laughs> during the Grammarly Go commercial last night mm-hmm. about how religion fulfills that same function in some way where I can go to this institution and they can tell me how to think and how to act and how to be. Yeah. Then I don't have to take I don't any have to discover account. that for myself. I don't have to do any personal accountability. I already or... have a group that I fit in immediately with. Yeah. So yeah. today's show is we're going to discuss how religion has shaped the world. Now, <laughs> back in, you know. Let's let's start with uh, the millions of women that were slaughtered when Christianity first happened. <laughs> we're talking close to like 1 AD. Yeah. Let, millions of women, guys, and that's a true fact. Well, not 1 AD because Jesus is only one then. Well, you know what I'm saying. He's just a toddler. You can't put that on him. Yeah, I'm not going to put it on him. I'm putting it on Paul. Mom. I have issues with Paul. Me too. I like Jesus. You know who I don't like? Paul. Founder of Wings. <laughs> Writer of silly love songs. No, just fucking Paul. I hate that guy. He seems so tangential to like the Jesus and the Apostles. Wow, this is really going off the rails quick today. <laughs> Much like the train. You know, I've just been really simple. wanting to just tear Paul a new one. I hate him so much. He has ruined so many things. Jesus came in with some really great words of advice and wisdom, and then Paul came in and just fucking ruined it and gave I, everybody giant Pope hats. There's a, there's a Kurt Vonnegut quote where he's talking about how conservatives always want to put the Ten Commandments 
in churches and in like um, public government yeah. spaces. And he, in what he says, I'm paraphrasing because obviously I don't. Sorry, guys, I don't know the exact quote. But basically, he he says they always want the Ten Commandments, which wasn't even Jesus; that no. was Moses. Yeah. What they should be doing is putting in the Beatitudes, which are <laughs> blessed are the. Yes. Like, can you imagine blessed are the meek? Yeah. A, in a government building, or, yeah. or blessed are the peacemakers at exactly. the Pentagon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's not the. Those no. aren't the teachings they want. Not and I'm not knocking Moses either. I'm just saying, like. No, Moses was pretty great. Yeah, he until he took credit for you know that rock water. <laughs> that rock. I mean, dude, dude. Speaking of things going off the rails, we watched Citadel today. <laughs> um, believe it or not, this has all been tightly wound together because the reason why we're talking about AI too is this is a show from the Russo brothers. Do you know who the Russo brothers are? I'm imagining an AI generating. The, they bitches. are they are AI generated people. No, okay. <laughs> no, they directed. I think they did a lot of, of the community shows back in the day, but they directed Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. They directed both the uh, Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. They're big okay. Avengers. Action kind of Yeah, guys. Like that's, that's where they're going. And Joe Russo, one of the Russo brothers, recently has kind of been like, AI is going to be like a big tool for screenwriting in the future. And within two years, we're going to have AI gen- completely AI-generated scripts. And I just want to say you fuck you and you know what your show sucked mm. <laughs> and it wasn't ai generated oh well <laughs> that kind of proves their argument I mean, <laughs> I, if, you, if you want just like such low quality anyway oh and by the way guys the writer if, the, if you're listening to this in the future the writers guild of america strike is going on mm-hmm. support them because part of what they are fighting for is the, all the studios yeah. want to like get AI generated scripts, yeah, and it's going to be awful. Yeah, that way they don't have to pay anybody because robots don't eat. Yeah, they don't have to pay anyone. They just want to pay someone to look at the mm-hmm. robot made script and correct <laughs> the grammar and shit. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Which is stupid. And that's why I also hate Grammarly Go. Yeah. Yeah. Just live your freaking lives, guys. You know, know France is doing it right. They're already like they've been tackling AI for a few years now mm-hmm. because France is very. Um, they protect their creatives. Yes. Well, a lot of Europe does. You know, a lot of Europe does. Yeah. They really do protect their creatives. And so they've already been hammering down on this. Italy as well. Italy shut down ChatGPT for like a while uh, in their country because it's just unregulated. It was unregulated. So mm-hmm. they've been trying to like put that. I mean, it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube a bit. Yeah. But there should be, there needs to be restrictions. To Start help. putting that toothpaste on toothbrushes. Yeah. That's what it should be. Since it's already out of the tube. We need to figure out <laughs> a way. Find ways to use it. We need to find a way that we can use it so that people can mm-hmm. maintain livelihoods. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I, I said this the other day, too. We, we as a society need the humanities. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know some people are like, art sucks or whatever. But we need Wait, to. Say what now? We need to. Who says that? Who said? Point me at him. <laughs> Who says that? We, well, the problem is people have no longer value art or literature or anything like that. And it's become fuzzy that people can't differentiate between art and content. Yes, exactly. And they think just because it's made, like, they just can't see the difference there. Mm -hmm. Clearly, our podcast is art. Uh, It's content. (laughs) (laughs) This is is content. This is definitely content. This is content. Also content. Citadel by the Uh, Russo Brothers. Proponents for AI. F*** those guys. F*** those guys.
And now, I didn't even know that, but I do know that this show is garbage. Yes. So um, I wasn't I, coming in biased. I'm, yeah, I'm springing this on you yeah. after the fact. And this show was not AI generated, as far as I know. Yeah, it should have been. It feels like it, It but... should have been, because I, then it's proving their case that maybe writers don't deserve to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> the show is garbage. Well, no, no, it proves that writers should get paid because this, oh, well... No, see I see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like a lot of the like, arguments right now are like, Kieran Culkin was going to be the host of SNL. <laughs> now you're going to miss out. Don't oh, you want? Oh, fucking hair. Don't you want those writers to starve? And it's like, no, I don't give a shit. Like, I want them to eat. <laughs> I have so many movies mm-hmm. in my backlog of movies to watch. I could this strike could last for years. Mm-hmm. I I don't want anyone's life. You you want to know why we have such a backlog? <laughs> Content. Everybody's just been giving content and not Con- art. Content, not art. Oh, you mean like I get to miss this episode of SNL? Well, I guess I can just watch, I don't know, Citizen Kane instead or right. Virgo, like something good. <laughs> uh, sorry to say it, but SNL sucks. And SNL sucks. Yeah. 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 No offense. <laughs> yeah, SNL sucks. Anyway, let's let's start talking about Citadel, I guess. I guess. Oh, right, right, right. Wait, do we have, like, notes or... I have a show synopsis for you. Is that what you're... Look... Do we have notes? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it. I got notes. Oh, okay. you, got, you have more notes than you've ever had. Oh, I'm, I'm going to tear <laughs> that dude over the coals, man. Rip him. Rip him. Global spy agents. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is so dumb. Oh, my God. This <laughs> show... We stopped this show at 7... Minutes on the do- I was like, how long is this show? Uh, like my my thought was like, this show is stupid, and I paused yeah. it specifically to be like, how long into the show until that thought crossed my brain? Right. This show is stupid. It was seven colon zero zero, <laughs> and then it went on for a while, and then the credits came on. Yeah, and the credits ended. Yeah, and you were like, how much longer? Do we- <laughs> the credits have ended, and Aaron was like, how much longer? Until this is over. And I, and I paused it, and it was 14 minutes. <laughs> it was every seven minutes. Every seven minutes. Okay. <clears throat> Global spy agency Citadel has fallen, and its agents' memories were wiped clean. What? Was that what happened? Wait, what? Is that what happened? That's not what happened. That's not. I thought. Just a dude got amnesia from a, like a bad accident. Oh, yes, guys. By the way, amnesia. Amnesia. Factors heavily into this show. Oh, and we can see all sorts of drama coming from that. Drama. Now the powerful syndicate, Manticore. <laughs> come on. Come on. Focus, Aaron. Focus. Come on, Rocky. Is rising in the void. Can the Citadel agents recollect? Recollect. <laughs> no, I'm going recollect. Okay. Can they recollect their past? <laughs> sure. And summon the strength to fight back? Uh, really? Is that what's good? That's not. That's what's not ha- what's going. No. Wait. What? Yeah, as I said, as we were walking out of our viewing, our viewing, my office <laughs> is where we watch these. As we were walking out, I was like, I have a lot of notes, but not a lot to say about the show. To be honest with you. I got a lot to say. That dude put me in a bad mood. Oh, gosh, yeah. And we're not going to bother with the episode synopsis because basically what you just said. Yeah. I did want to just just to kind of give you a little idea of this. Mm-hmm. This show cost. Did you read? Did you see my note here? No. How much money do you think this show cost to make? Well, I'm guessing they used a lot of After Effects. So I'm going to go with not a whole lot. Okay. Give, give me a number. Per episode? Just the whole thing. I think maybe it costs 100 k per episode. 
100k per episode so maybe 10 episodes like a million dollars yeah right is that did i do that math right? i think we did that math right okay it cost hold on <laughs> 300 million what dollars. what no no now, no now remember no because they were never on location <laughs> this was all green screen <laughs> shit now remember amazon is currently saying they don't have enough money to pay their writers wow <laughs> just this is why they don't have enough money to pay their writers they're spending 300 million on a shitty show like citadel let's, where the fuck is that money going to let's put this into perspective <sighs> 300 million dollars is more than the newest avatar or Tenet what? was to make Eternals with yeah. Richard Madden, who was yeah. in this show, cost $200 million. Holy shit. This cost more than Eternals. And Jupiter's Legacy, that show, we did that for the yeah, show. Yeah. It was awful. It was awful. That cost for Netflix $200 million. What? What? Okay, I see I, mean, I like, see the problem here with, with <laughs> money, is they don't know how to fucking spend it. Yes, exactly. What they need is they need to bring me in, and I'm going to be mm-hmm. like, no, bitch. Yeah. You can do this on eight After Effects for, like, way cheaper. And use that money to spend on and writers yeah, to actually use make, that money make sense. To pay your fucking writers <laughs> so they're not working ten jobs. Yeah. So they have this screen ready in their head. Like, like they don't have to, like... like this is ridiculous. Take, like, writing scripts or in their break at Target. Yeah, exactly. Being <laughs> like, well, he's going to say, Jesus Christ. And they're no, like, my we, name we is blah, blah, blah. We need you over in the baby section. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> what comes next? I don't know. They just fuck or something. They, they fuck or something. <laughs> <laughs> so this show is starring Richard Madden, also from Eternals and Game of Thrones as Mason Kane. Okay. Or what's his name? Yeah. Kyle? Kyle Conroy. Is it Kyle? And he's like, I'm so great with names. (laughs) (laughs) We have Priyanka Chopra Jonas, one of the Jonas Brothers' wives, I think. Oh, really? I think so. As Nadia Singh. Mm -hmm. Huh? Singh? Huh? Mm -hmm. S-I-N-H? Yeah, so? Because it's like a sin, because she's like a spy, right? What? (laughs) That's a leap. And he's Cain, like Cain and Abel. It's all biblical. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have... Oh, this show is about symbology. And... <laughs> right? Not symbolism. Symbology. symbology. We got <laughs> Daniel Brown or Dan Brown on this shit. <laughs> uh, we got the Tooch is Loose with Staniel. 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 <laughs> we're, we're nailing this this morning. Just Oof, nailing we're it. We're on it. We're killing it. Stanley Tucci as Bernard Orlick got the one laugh. The one. It was a legit laugh. One laugh where he's talking about how this brilliant. Tech like, genius. He's basically their cue. Their, their, yeah. Their, he's like only one member of Citadel lived. They're brilliant. Tech genius. Richard yeah. Baz like, Jesus Christ. He's like, no. Bernard Orlick. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even do it right. It was the only laugh, and it came from Stanley Tucci, which is not a surprise. No, obviously. But, like, there's so much patter Mm -hmm. in this show that has the rhythm of humor, Mm -hmm. but it's not there. Then that feels like AI. Like, it's all going to feel like there's supposed to be a joke here, the way it's written and said, but... (laughs) 
there's just nothing there. You know what? Maybe producers have been dumbing down TV shows. With AI for a while. No, just like in the writer's room being like, no, no, that makes too much sense. <laughs> Change yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. Just to prepare everybody for how, for bad, it's how get. bad AI is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just can't. I mean, like, guys, there's so much good stuff out there. Don't be a scab. <laughs> Don't worry about Blade getting canceled. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There's so much good stuff out there. You always got well, I don't know. People think Picard is awesome. Uh, I don't know. So there you go. I don't know. Uh, this was released April 28th, 2023. The number one song was Last Night by Morgan Wallen. And the number one movie was Super Mario Brothers. And this is why we're going to be taken over by robots. Yeah, we're, we're Willingly. We're going to gleefully cede our free will to the AI. You know what? I will guarantee you I will not be doing that. I'll be burned at the stake. I'm not going to do it. I'm. You, you I'm know me, angry. guys. I am Molotovs all the way. I am so angry that... <laughs> <laughs> all right. 21 minutes into the Citadel episode. <laughs> I am so angry that people are willing to give up their free will yeah. in subjective reality so... Yeah. Gleefully, like, yes, I don't have to think anymore. I don't yeah. have to be my own person. I could just have this computer tell me how to live my life and everything will be good. It's pretty pathetic. Thank God I'm not dating. I'm so happy I'm married to you. But, like, <laughs> thank God I'm not in, like, a situation where I'm dating, where I'd have to be dating someone who's, like, mm-hmm. reading off a phone the right first date questions to read. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you just can't let something organically happen. Yeah. Like, ugh, organically. Um, <laughs> Naturally, what were your what were your predictions for this show? Oh yeah, yeah, I got some. I yeah. I wrote kind of a bit. You, yeah, I I know you 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 were like you scribbling for a while. Yeah, if I can read my chicken scratch, my writing has become atrocious. <laughs> Two dummies. Two dummies. One a spy, the other a woman capable of every goddamn thing in the universe. <laughs> Attempt to thwart terrorist attacks while having lots of sex. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My prediction, grimace, muscle man. Fight the fight you were born to. Or not, I don't care. (laughs) Before we get into Citadel proper, I'm trying not to have another, like, epic episode like last week. No, we I'm going to I'm going to cut it off at 50. If we are not done through our reviews or whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to say, "Okay, love you bye." At exactly 50 minutes of our recording time. Well, we got to get the reviews. No, man. It's not going to go over 50. Okay. Well, I'm going to make that a promise. I have like a ton of note. I did like a ton of research today <laughs> on celebrity spies. Okay, then go through the celebrity spies. We know Christopher Lee We've done Christopher Lee. Yeah. Have we done Roald Dahl? Yes, we've done Roald Dahl. Okay, because like I, I did this whole thing. I wrote a lot about it, about Roald Dahl. <laughs> and then like after I got through with it, I was like, I think we did Roald Dahl. Yeah, we already. already did that. Okay, have we done Ian Fleming? Yes. Okay, have we done Cary Grant? No. Cary Grant, born Archibald Leach. Well, why he I wonder why name. he changed his name. <laughs> was a British citizen. <laughs> With and a name like that? Yeah, I bet is he was. The, is Mortimer. <laughs> Mortimer Toneby the Toad has the, <laughs> the only more British name. Archibald Leach. I'm the Archibald Leach. <laughs> um, he was employed 
by the British government mm-hmm, mm-hmm. during World War II as a Nazi hunter. Sweet. Yeah. It was not like with guns and ammo and oh. all that shit. Like, <laughs> what, like what, a cool thing, what a cool thing to put on your resume. <laughs> Nazi like hunter. actor. 1912 to 1916, <laughs> Nazi hunter. <laughs> you know, like, 1928 to I 1932. Mean, if you want to like love Cary Grant anymore, like that's a good reason to love him. Cary Grant punched Nazis in the face. In the face. And in the dick. Reportedly, part of the reason why he got so many of the like the spy thrillers from Hitchcock was because Hitchcock knew this about him. It was like, right. oh, he's like. He's already got this. He knows how yeah. to how to do this. That's why North by Northwest, North right. Notorious, all that stuff. Both great movies. I mean, North by Northwest, everyone knows, but like Notorious is really good. And I think it's a lesser known Hitchcock movie. Anyway, during World War II, he donated his considerable salary to World War II, to the British War Relief, and to the Red Cross. And as a Hollywood spy, he outed this one shocking. Errol Flynn was a Nazi sympathizer. Robin Hood! What? That's what? Was distressing to me. What? Because he's a good Robin Hood. What? But he's a fucking Nazi. What? Yeah. Errol Flynn was a Nazi. Ugh. You son of a bitch. And uh, as well as the husband of socialite and Woolworth heiress, Barbara Hutton. And he would later marry Barbara, partially to get some some of the dirt on the Nazi oh stuff. Oh my god. Uh, it didn't last very long. You think? But, you know, he was also very bi and was in a long-term relationship with the guy. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I kind of understand why that didn't work out. Yeah, you would kind of need more of an open marriage in that situation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a really cool little factoid I learned about Cary Grant. I didn't that's, have much of neat. I devoted most of my research into the two people we've already talked about. <laughs> and then, so I only have one other one. Uh, that's Harry Houdini. Really? He was a spy? Well, yes and no. Okay. There's some debate about it. And... A lot of people say, like, spy, maybe not quite that far as, like, an official spy. Mm. But apparently, and I just learned this, in the late 19th century, when he was just, like, working the circuit, Mm -hmm. like, the fairground circuit, he became friends with a young buffalo hunter named Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) (laughs) Which is such a weird, like, crossing. Yeah, Yeah, that's a weird friendship. And later on, when... Houdini had gained a little bit more popularity. Right. And Roosevelt was like the city commissioner in New York and was like mm-hmm. running for president. They kind of like reconnected and became friends. So then Teddy Roosevelt became president. Mm-hmm. And while he was president, an 1100 page document that detailed the government's, all the government ciphers. Like they had a book that like had like all their codes in it. Wow. Was stolen by a Russian spy. Gee, I wonder why something like that was stolen. <laughs> like in one volume. It's like, what? here what there the be. What the fuck is wrong with you? Here there be codes. <laughs> so, um, this Russian wow. spy, spy. Says a lot about our country right there. He stole this. And Houdini happened to be in Moscow at the time. Mm-hmm. So he was requested oh. to watch the royal family, the czars and stuff, and try to get some dirt from oh, them. Oh, my goodness. There was also some theories that he was working for the German police to help capture wanted criminals. Mm-hmm. And also, he was working for Scotland Yard to catch Russian anarchists. Wow. So, he was kind of all over this. But a lot of that's just, like, rumor and conjecture. We don't really know, but we're fairly certain, but, like, mm. Well, that's what makes him. That's what makes him a good spy. Yeah, he was a master. It's a master of distraction. Exactly. An illusion. In the 1950s, the CIA actually hired a magician 
named John Mulholland to train recruits. Oh, cool. Yeah, and this was under their MK Ultra plan, which was an illegal human experimentation program. But like this, it had a lot to do with like drugging people, giving people LSD. Oh, oh, come on, no. But the magic part wasn't part of that. But it was just like under that umbrella. (laughs) So wait, we're going to give you LSD, and I'm going to show you how to find a card. Is this your card? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But no, it was in my back pocket the whole time. Mulholland would teach the new spies different like magic tricks and like. (laughs) Oh my God, he was teaching them. Is this your card? So a sleight of hand stuff, and a lot of it was taken directly from Houdini. Okay. And even a lot of the gadgetry that you kind of associate with spies comes right. from Houdini because he would, like, hide keys in his oh, shoes and stuff, and okay. so they would they started doing stuff like that. Uh, cool. Like, all kinds of, like, hidden compartments were, like, based around, like, the saw a woman in half. Kind right. Of his uh, designs. This was all lost for years and years and years because in the 70s, the government wanted to put the kibosh on the MK Ultra, our illegal experimentation on people. Right. So they shredded and burned a lot of these documents. But in 2007, one document kind of led to another document that, like, one document, like, referred to it, which then people were like, well, what's, what's this? Right. Now? And then they were able to kind of trace it back. Okay. While Houdini himself wasn't necessarily, like, a CIA operative, mm-hmm. he was instrumental in some of the subterfuge. Okay, cool. Like some of the idea. They used a lot of his techniques in spying. That's neat. Which is cool. That's neat. All right, cool. Since we only did two, that was pretty brief. Excellent. We've got 20 minutes to discuss Citadel. Okay. Okay. Here's why I'm having trouble talking about this show. I have lots of notes. Lots of stuff bothered me. A lot Mm -hmm. of stuff was like sloppy Mm -hmm. and dumb. Yeah. But the way it's filmed, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, it, I mean, like, I and like again, the plot is very I do, simple. I do. It's like it's yeah. not hard. No, but it's also in a way that feels deliberately obtuse. Yeah. So they're trying to make it more than what it is. Again, symbology. Yeah. <laughs> but it's there's nothing there. It, it, like very as, as I was saying, this would make an excellent video game. And you said that at one point. Add I was some like, companions, oh, have a spy team, go on missions, you know, romance who the hell you want. This would be great. It's not even... With a, names like Citadel and Manicore and, you know... sound like video game. It, it would be perfect. People. Like, you know, how I love Dragon Age and Mass Effect. They're terrible movies and terrible TV shows, but they're excellent video games. I, I think my issue is, you're right, it's not that it's difficult to understand... Mm-hmm. But it's like so simple, but it's filmed in a way like it's trying to act like it's more. They're complicated trying than to it be is. artistic and creative, and it's not. It's a, it's a super basic plot. Yeah. Here it is. I'll do it like in a sentence. Mm-hmm. There's a spy network called Citadel. They get betrayed. Everybody dies except for one guy who gets amnesia, and now he's married, and he's been married before, and boom, done. It's eight years, and yeah. now Manticore, the bad guys, are back. Yep. And he doesn't have any memories of this. Yeah. But this is, causes a whole bunch of problems, mm-hmm. not for the character, but for us watching the show. Yeah. Because it just doesn't make sense. No. Anything doesn't make sense. This really plays with a lot of just, like, dumb spy tropes. Yeah. We had the beautiful woman going up to yeah. the nerd. And yeah. He, I mean, that happened. Now, granted, the nerd... Knows, does turn the table. He knows what she's up to. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that they still had that scene yeah. where the hot woman comes up mm-hmm. to the nerdy guy. He's like, I don't mean to sound forward, but can I sit with you? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she would not be asking him. I currently have uranium in my briefcase. Yeah. No, you go fuck off. Um, hmm, I'm involved in a spy <laughs> network. 
I have stuff that people want. They had like that. They had, um, oh my God, it bugged me so much. Wait, I think it was Casino Royale mm-hmm. was like the first movie I remember where they specifically like called this trope out where they stick their finger by yeah. their ear yeah. to like talk to the person in their mm-hmm. ear. So we're in the Alps. We're on this very nice train. Very nice I train. would love to go on that train. Ah, it looks so nice. And you can like sit out, look at the scenery, and it's gorgeous. And she's on her ear with the tooch. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was watching this, and she's talking aloud. In talking this quiet aloud car in a very with, quiet train car. With her finger to her ear. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what would be less conspicuous? Just to have a cell phone. Yeah, exactly. Just be on your cell Just phone. Just talking on a cell phone. Would look less conspicuous mm-hmm. than you sitting by yourself yep. with your finger by your ear mumbling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because everybody talks on their cell phones these days, so nobody would fucking notice no you. No one would know us. No one would care. You tune that stuff out. Yeah. You know what you don't tune out? The pretty woman talking to herself <laughs> with her finger in her ear. Yeah, exactly. That's where you're like, hmm, that's weird. So then Richard Madden, Rob Stark, from uh, I think from Game of Thrones. Oh, right, right. Okay. Really struggling with that American accent. Really struggling. Really struggling. <laughs> Cams and goes sometimes. <laughs> He comes up to her, and he's just, like, a dick. <laughs> and this was another problem. So he he comes up to her, and he's like, I wanted to smoke in this other car, and they kicked me out. She's like, this is a non-smoking train. He's like, yeah, but I don't like people telling me what to do. I don't smoke anyway. I just wanted to smoke. Just the That's, like, what's happening. That's, like, the humor or whatever is going on. So, <laughs> so wait. So, wait. You consider that a dick move? What? What you just said he does? No, that's because the... I've l- quite literally said those lines word for word before. No, no, no. Wait, what did I say? Uh, no, that wasn't a good move. I just want to do it just because nobody tells me what to do. I've oh. said that so many times. But I mean, well, at this point, and I don't hypo- smoke either. I get pitchy when somebody says, "Don't do this." Well, no, but I'm saying hypothetically, mm-hmm. at this point, we're. We don't know he's a spy or whatever. Okay. So I'm just imagining a guy on a train trying to light up a cigarette, <laughs> being told, you can't smoke here, sir. Right. And then he goes to another compartment, tries to light up, and then tells the strange woman that he doesn't know, <laughs> quote unquote, doesn't know, like, I just don't like people telling me what to do. I'm gonna, I don't smoke. I just was going to light this cigarette because <laughs> I wanted to just light a cigarette. He could have chewed gum and like spit it on the floor with the same effect. So then, so then he's like, I'm going to sit down next to you. And she's like, I'd rather you didn't. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. So remember, this is a quiet car, you know, mm-hmm. and they're having this, like, not loud argument, but an they're argument the, that if you were in, like, a it's library. It's the only conversation you can hear on this train car. So, and so far he's been, like, talking about smoking cigarettes when he doesn't want to. <laughs> he, she says she's waiting for someone who doesn't want to sit next to him. He, like, forces himself to yeah. sit down next to her. And then the train car goes dark, and so then they make out. And then they make out. And I was like, if I were someone in that train (laughs) car, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening over there? (laughs) Because that man just came in here. They do not know each other. They were yelling at each other, and now they're making out. (laughs) What just happened? (laughs) Like, it's the most conspicuous situation that could ever happen in your life. I would be transfixed as a noted people watcher I would be like because there's nothing else going on besides the scenery I'd be like what's happening over there it's it's really it's rich no what I mean by him being a dick though too is it, this is supposed to be her operation yeah and he's just coming in being, taking over taking like I'm the man I'm taking yeah. over and she's like you're gonna do this I'm gonna do this he's like no I'm not I'm not gonna do that I don't flank <laughs> and he makes it sound like it's like 
homophobic or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't know. He goes into the bathroom. Very nice bathroom. Very nice bathroom. That was the scene that got us to watch the show in the first place. Yeah. Was, uh, was the bathroom fight scene. She goes over to the nerd. So messy. So messy. So messy. Like, ever since Bond did it in, I think it was, Casino Royale. Casino Royale. With this whole sink death. Uh, then now everybody does that shit. Well, they want to have, like, that the sloppiness. And yeah. my thought watching it was, like, I actually would have rather, I think it would have been more fun for him to be flirting with the guy. Yeah. And her to have the messy fight scene in the bathroom. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. I think that And it would have been much more on tone with this show. Right, exactly. And, it, and I don't think I've ever actually seen a spy flirt with another man. It's always another woman or the woman's yeah. flirting with... Or, or probably more likely you see a woman flirt with another woman. Yeah. But you, I've never... Se- I would have been like, wow, it would have been really funny. Or not funny, but like cool <laughs> to see right. that. But, and funny. But instead, we're kind of like... Because I would have liked to have seen this pretty woman who's all dolled up be just, like, beating the shit out of somebody. a dirty fight in in a bathroom. In a gross-ass bathroom, just, like, shoving his face in the toilet. I would have loved that. It's not that it's original, but it would have been a little bit different than what we've seen before. Instead, everyone kind of settles into the roles that you Mm -hmm. expect them to settle into. The man is the big, tough guy with the muscles. Yeah. And then she's the one with the brains who, like, knows how to use her wiles. Yeah, she uses her sexy, sexy wiles. Yeah. They're called boobs. So nothing original is coming out of this $300 million show. (laughs) Nothing original. Not even just, like, slight variations Mm -hmm. of the same theme to make it somewhat more interesting. Yeah, exactly. So then it turns out that Mandacore was actually chasing all the Citadel agents and Mandacore just eradicated them. So this is where the train explodes and he gets amnesia and we move on to eight years later. Well, well before that happens, I do want to point out, so he beats up the guy in the bathroom. We're trying to make this as fast as possible. I just want to point out that he runs into that cart, shoots indiscriminately <laughs> at people, kills yeah. people. Yes. Like She's like surrounded. It's like one of those, um, I, I think like... Uh, Indiana Jones does it. Yeah. yeah, where like everybody in the bar. Turns Everybody's out, a spy. Everybody's yeah. a spy. That's kind of what happens to her. She thinks she's got the upper hand here. Yeah. And then it turns out she's outnumbered and everybody in the bar is a spy. Yeah. But he in the bathroom wouldn't have he known. He didn't that. know about this, but so yeah, he, he runs, opens the door and immediately starts firing three, on everybody. He kills, he kills three people. And yeah. then he says to her, How many are there? And I'm like, So you had no idea who you just killed? Yeah, exactly. You had no you idea. You had no idea they were all spies. Yeah. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. Because they yeah. wouldn't have gotten the drop, drop, yeah, dropped on them. Yeah, does that make sense? To if they knew that. Yeah, exactly. But somehow he just goes and starts shooting random people. It was ridiculous. All right, fast forward eight years later. Eight years later, he has amnesia, and the only thing that he has woken up with is a fake passport and a wedding ring, which he keeps in his which thinking... he keeps in his thinking shed. Now, now let me get <laughs> let me let me set this out here, and this is what I think really really pissed me off. Mm-hmm. He now has a daughter who's about eight, eight years, years old. old. And remember, he has amnesia, and the only thing he had with him was a wedding ring. And yet, somehow, he immediately marries and has a fucking kid. And has- Immediately. We're talking, no time has passed. He doesn't even bother trying to find his wife because yes. he has this wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, nah, I guess I'm just moving on. Yeah, I guess I don't have any memory, so I so guess... So I guess I'll just go ahead and marry someone else mm-hmm. and, and bang her and have her shit out kids. Here's why this bothers me, too. The way he acts throughout this whole show, mm-hmm. staring at himself forlornly in the mirror, Ugh, wondering like, where the scars. Who scar is. am I? Who what am? is going on? He's going on? to a psychologist, yeah. and the psychologist is like, 
why are you here if you like yeah or, or whatever and he's like i just want to know who i am i'm like if this show took place six months later yeah then i would be like i understand him still yeah. wondering who he is and trying mm-hmm. to figure that out but this is supposed to be eight years later mm-hmm. he has a wife and a kid there's no way that marriage and that family would yeah. be functional. No, it wouldn't be. The way they're trying to portray it. But the only reason why it's there mm-hmm. is to give him something to lose. Yeah. And then it's also there to create extra drama in future episodes right. when uh, Nadia comes, comes back, back in. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, you're already married. Uh, and you already have a kid. And you know, it's going to be shitty, shitty drama. It's just... It's just going to be horrid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really pisses me off the most about this show. Is that, it, like, I can understand maybe having a two-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Because it took you several years yes. to be like, you know what, I can't... I finally moved on. I, had I to can't... Move on. I don't know who I am, so I have to move on with my life. Yeah. But you don't just move on immediately because that girl is eight years old. A girl, by the way, named Hendrix. Let me just write, put that out for you. <laughs> Hendrix. What was funny is, too, is when he first wakes up from it all, the doctor tells him that we have no record of you. He's like, you're like a ghost. And I'm like, well, clearly he's a fucking spy. Or man. a criminal of some sort because he has a fake passport. He was on a, sh- he was on a, a train that where exploded. exploded. The, full the of cops people, would be all over that shit. People, like, I know that people were burnt up, mm-hmm. but they would still have, like, bullet wounds in them. Uh, yeah. So they'd be like, okay, here is a train that exploded off the rails. People have been riddled with bullets. Yeah. This guy seemingly doesn't exist. This. It's a fake passport. But they're like, just go on your merry way and <laughs> <laughs> live no, your life. Not happening. <laughs> not happening. And, and the other thing we said about, like, the eight years of mm-hmm. it all is he's, like, in a remarkable shape. We know that because we see him without his shirt all the time. Many times. Now, my thing is, okay, he probably does work out and have a really nice body, but what I am sick and tired of TV having to do to these people Mm -hmm. who are already fitness models Mm -hmm. is they dehydrate them, and then they put contouring makeup on them. Yeah. They already have great muscles, and Mm -hmm. then they're just doing this double, and it just is something that pisses me off. They're doing it to men now a lot more often. Yeah. Just like they do with women constantly, Mm -hmm. and it's just... It's infuriating. Yeah. Nobody looks like that. Yeah. I should know. I make them look like that. <laughs> exactly. I you, you I quite literally fuck up their whole form to make them look like that on covers. Mm-hmm. So I it just really pisses me off that they do it now in TV shows left and right. And mm-hmm. it's and it's also a constant trope of let me show you my hot, hot body yeah. that I've like almost killed myself trying to, to, to get to achieve. so you can see one scar. But what we're also saying about that in terms of, of all this is your body changes. Like, every... every yeah. Like, I think they were like, oh, you already have the reflexes. No, he doesn't. Your no body rebuilds made... itself every seven years. Two ch- so it's so... not going to have that involuntary muscle reflex unless it's constantly training. The Tooch kidnaps him and his family, mm-hmm. which it still doesn't make sense with him having his spy abilities. Yeah. And to prove that he's, he's like, you're actually a spy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm not. And, he, and the Tooch throws a knife at his face and he catches it in midair. Yeah. <laughs> which is stupid. Yeah. But there's no way after eight years of not yeah. training for that. Exactly. Like you said, he could be an athletic person who just works out because he works out. Yeah. But the, the fighting skills, they're trying to make it like a Jason Bourne situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, not very original show. It's Mm-mm. a spy with amnesia. But Jason Bourne 
got out. I don't know. It had been like what two or three months? Not even. It was like days. Mm -hmm. He woke up, had amnesia, and then found him. Was like, oh my god, I can like fight. What what the hell's going on? Like, why do I have these reflexes? This has been eight years. Yeah. And he's had a child, and he's been married. He's like an insurance salesman or something. There's no reason why that knife didn't go straight through his eyes. Yeah. Also, if what I hated about that, too, is he goes out to his thinking barn to look at his passport <laughs> and his wedding ring. Yeah. And his wife calls him and says, there's someone in the house. And he runs in and immediately gets the drop. I keep saying this word, and I'm not getting... He gets the drop put on him or whatever by the tooch. The tooch lays him out with a single punch. And I'm like, so the same guy who can catch a speeding knife in the middle of the air can let a 60-year-old man (laughs) beat him up. Beat the shit out of him. (laughs) And this man isn't even a spy. He's a tech genius. So he's not even trained to fight. Yeah, he's not. That's not his forte. That's, That's not his bag. They want him to be, like, capable, but also incapable. Yeah. And I think there is, like, a fun dynamic there, not necessarily original, of being like, hey, you're actually a, hey, Harry, you're a wizard, Harry. Right, You know, right. like, you're a spy, and it's like, oh, my God, like, I have these abilities, and I didn't realize it. I think there's a natural charm of someone, like, rediscovering those abilities. Right. But they want him to be capable but incapable at the same time. And he does not have the charisma no. to pull off like, I'm just a normal guy who, who coaches Little League and just an all-American guy. Nope, nope, like, nope. Just not happening. All right. Time to get to reviews. Okay, and I just wanted one more thing. <laughs> there is an ambassador who is clearly evil. And this is a new trope that's really starting to bug me. Uh-huh. Is the evil people who have, like, a garden. Yes, yes. That it's happening too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because we're no longer allowed to smoke in TV shows anymore yeah. to signify So they all, evil. like, trim roses and, and It's shit. like, oh, how could that person be evil when they tend to their garden? It's like... <laughs> I mean, like, one's fine, but I've seen it way too much at this point that it's just ridiculous. Okay, let's get to some reviews. Yes. I'm going to get to some reviews real quick. Um, Look at us, guys. Nailing the time. Nailing the time. This show really isn't worth... Our time. Our time. And it's not worth your time either. It's not. This says, why, Stanley? Why? This is kind of a long one. I'm going to go as fast as I can, though. The Citadel, A.J. Cronin's shocking expose of unethical practices in the medical... Blah, blah, blah. This guy's joking about shit. (laughs) <laughs> um, but what he says is if live action animation is something you relish as I suspect many do then by all means cast your gaze upon it <laughs> the narrative too generous of a word moves along rapidly like a Watson and Skinner behavioral modification brainwashing film okay there's a lot of jibber jabber I like that about <laughs> plutonium and spies and implants and memories being wiped in a new world order led by Leslie Manville still in the throes of her bitchy Princess Margaret I don't know what this guy's talking about. <laughs> the late great, the late great Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is still alive. He's still he alive. You cannot say late great when someone's still alive. Still alive. Pops up as he seems to be doing so often lately in the role of bald sardonic sidekick, accepting the torch with no apparent shame from Ben Kingsley and Patrick Stewart. Apparently, like them, he's entered the underwriting phase of his career. Wow. There's no point in going any further. The CGI codependent story, if you care, is a mashup of everything you've seen before and less. Yep. With the requisite amount of explosions, firepower, combat choreography, head banging, body slamming, and hushed whispers. <laughs> so you know it's serious. It was not worth hearing. <laughs> but fear not, the heroes remain forever attractive, resilient, and bulletproof. <laughs> Even Mr. Tucci, for whom acting, it seems, has become a capital gain. Well, yeah, acting's a job. But, yeah, I mean, how dare him? How dare him take jobs? It's like that David Zaslav being like, the writer should just be, it's art, you're supposed to love art. You're supposed to do it for free. Like, fuck you, man. Fuck off. 
Fuck you. Okay, this is from Bob Malugga Lugga Lugga Lugga. All right, 40 seconds. <laughs> really good and fun to watch with the kids. This is no James Bond film. Fun to watch with the kids? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> this is no James Bond film, but really fun to watch. Really great cast. The plot is not cliche. It's absolutely Oh, it's cliche. absolutely cliche. Every single scene it's is ju- Like I said, cliche. I mean, like, everything we've said is compared to other things. Casino Royale. Yeah. The Bourne Identity. Yeah, yeah. Everything is just cliche. I'm it's, sure we can throw Jack Ryan in there. It's a, yeah, I'm sure we could. <laughs> <laughs> into a leaf shredder. Um, but, like, everything we said is, like, even the idea of manticore and yeah. Citadel, it's all burn notice. And yep. it's everything that's yep. been done before, but in such a better way. This does feel like, I know it wasn't, this does feel like AI. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to get with AI. It's yep. a whole bunch of, like, the stuff that's already made, because it doesn't create new stuff. It just yep. generates stuff that's already created mm-hmm. and farts it out in a big blood fart torrent yes. Yes. and says, here's your content, assholes. <laughs> that's what this show feels like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there are a lot of new fun twists in the Spy series. What I liked about this series is that I can watch it with my kids. Very family-orientated. What? Oriented, sorry. What? No, no, no. Your kids are gonna. <laughs> ugh. No wonder we have so many losers running around. In this terrible day, parents. In this day and age, it can be hard to find anything to watch with the whole family. My kids really like it, and they are twelve and fourteen. So I mean, not that that's, those ages are inappropriate necessarily for the show, but True. it's not like. I wouldn't call my kids and be like, hey, guys. Citadel's on. Citadel's on. Get the popcorn. <laughs> so we have something we can all enjoy each week. With that in mind, I hope that they have many seasons of it. Plus, I have one boy and one girl, and they are totally in love with the hot actors. Ew. Game of Thrones was too violent for them, so they never got to see Jon Snow. He doesn't play Jon Snow, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so it is pretty cool that they get Even to see Even I know here. that. This is not Jon Snow. This is Rob Stark. Um, see him here as one of the cool lead actors. I didn't even watch Game of Thrones, and I know that. But back to the plot and story. Why would you have your 10-year-olds watching Game of Thrones? Exactly. Game of Thrones came out like... It had to have come out before this by a few years. So they would have been younger then, obviously. Eight and ten. Eight and ten. You're having them watching... What the fuck is wrong with you? Were they, like, cutting off, like, people's dicks? Oh, my God. Tons of rape everywhere. Good God. What the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) Uh, so it's pretty cool to get to see him here as a cool lead actor. But back to the plot and story, there are some cool and unique spy aspects to the story that have not been done in this way before. Uh-huh. It's boring, guys. It's not worth it. No. I'm red, red flag. The Ugh. the fact that they spend more three hundred million dollars is obscene. Do you know how many lives you can change with three hundred million dollars? And I guarantee you, the writers of the show did not see any of that. And then. And it, that just disgusts me. That just absolutely disgusts me. I, and you wonder why people can't... I know we're, we're knocking the quality of the show, and part of that is the writing, but then you, when you have to consider that these people are probably struggling to make yeah. ends meet, and I just need to churn some stuff out. Yeah, in order to just, like, eat So food. I can have food. Yeah. You know, I don't blame the writers on this. It was just... Where is that money going? Because it's not on the screen. No, it is not. It's not pretty. The whole thing is desaturated to hell. Oh, I hated it. Like, the first few minutes are, like, high def and clear. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it goes grayscale for some odd reason. And then it also gives you, like, with this $300 million, Mm -hmm. there's no real sense of place and time. Mm -hmm. Because it jumps eight years, but you're like, but when did we start? 
where were we when the are we in 2031 now yeah or are we uh, or did we start eight years ago yeah because nobody looks any different no nope. technology doesn't seem to have Seems moved forward in any significant way yeah. the only thing that kind of makes me feel like it's modern mm. or, or i should say contemporary right. is the evil garden lady <laughs> she makes very topical references to alternative facts and gotcha right. questions. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, well, this is clearly a response, you know, yeah. or whatever, it, which is cringy and eye-rolly in itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the stakes are in the show. I don't, I don't care what the stakes are I don't are care the about, and they didn't never bother to, like... Well, they keep saying that Citadel fights for good and that without Citadel... What does that mean? Without Citadel, there's lots of wars and the economy sucks. That's why it all sucks is because Citadel's been oh, destroyed. They're, they're the capitalism's white knights. Yes. <laughs> Great. The economy sucks without the Citadel. The thing is, he has zero charisma. He has <laughs> negative charisma. All he has are contoured muscles. He drains it from you as he steals your charisma as you watch the show. Yeah, I literally felt like he was thieving my soul. So he's an uncharismatic asshole. Yeah. Who apparently referred to himself in like the third person? Yeah, like, all the out. time. Yeah, like Ew. that's the type of guy. He, so, and then even Aaron when, does not approve. <laughs> <laughs> even when we jump eight years in the future and he's supposedly a different person, he's just <laughs> kind of a blank slate that I do not care about. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not rooting for him in any significant way. It just it's a it's horrible. Five minutes over, babe. I know. So would you green light it? No. <laughs> Piloting the Pilots releases each Tuesday can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can email us, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. So next week, we are going to be watching the Apple original. Oh, my God. I can't believe we're doing so many, like, modern shows and they all suck. Um, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. This could be great. It's an mm. Apple original show called Silo. It's a dystopian a future show. Which I don't know how I, much more dystopian than current you, times you and I, are here. So. You and I were saying the other day, we're like, we're living in a dystopian present. There's, There's just, just no, no garbage <laughs> trash can fires. <laughs> so we're literally in it now. <laughs> but uh, it's written by Graham Yost, okay. who did, um, he's done a lot. He's done, uh, I, I just found, I, I was watching Broken Arrow, the okay. John Travolta, oh, Christian Slater yeah. movie, and his name came up, and Uh-oh. I was like, wait, well, I think that's the what? name that was on Silo. So I looked it up. He also did Speed, Speed uh, 2. Oh, this is going to be glorious, isn't it? I think it's going to be uh, pretty awesome. It is going to be glorious. All right. So All we're right. watching Silo on Apple uh, TV, TV next week. All next right. Week. So we hope you all have a great week until then. Mm-hmm. And um, We love you. Bye. We, we love you. Bye. <laughs>